Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to Just, Just Ghouly Things. Hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Ghouly Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 72. And we are your Bootsy Full hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. So, you know, a couple, I don't know if it was the episode yesterday or a couple episodes ago, because everything is just one big continuous loop for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about, like, how you have, like, tattoos, and, like, I always love tattoos, but, like, I never, like, I don't really know what to get on my body permanently. Like, I just, yeah, you know, like, I, I'm so fascinated with tattoos, but I'm also so scared of needles. So, I ended up finding this company, and it's called Inked by Danny, mm-hmm. and they ended up sending me a couple of, like, temporary tattoos that they sell Mm -hmm. and so I just put this one on this morning on my I don't know why I'm holding it this way but like on my hand I put happy in script can you see it oh I love that but like it looks I don't know if you can see see it that's cute right but like and it kind of looks real it looks pretty real and like I told you before we recorded I was working out and then I showered and it stayed on like it looks really good so, um, if you guys are ever looking, if you guys are too scared like me to get, like, an actual tattoo because of, like, needles and, like, feeling like you're going to pass out, um, check, it's called, I think her name is, it's Inked by Danny. Let me just, like, I, this is not a paid post. Uh, I just really like the brand. It's Inked, like, I-N-K-E-D dot <laughs> by Danny, B-Y-D-A-N-I. It's a female-founded brand, and it's made in the United States. So, um, it's good to support local girl entrepreneurs, you know? And, uh, Ooh, I love that. Yeah, they, and they sent me so many cute, like, temporary tattoos, like this one. There was one with, like, two arrows making a sort of X shape. Another one where it's, like, the, like, smiley emoji, but it's, like, a cute smiley emoji, not, like, the cringy, like, middle school ones. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they just sent me, like, a bunch of different ones, so they definitely have a wide range. It'd be cool if they had, like, a ghost tattoo or something, like, for the like, oh, Halloween or the season. ghost emoji? That w- oh, my God. I would rock the shit out of that. <laughs> Tramp stamp it right right above the butthole, you know? <laughs> my booty hole. <laughs> booty hole. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, w- I was, I, you know, I've had these for a while, and I got really excited to put it on, so I wanted to share it with you guys, because... Now it's like, oh, this is really cute. So, uh, I don't know. I like looking at it. It's just happy. So, I don't know. I love that. It reminds me when times get crappy, like, looking at it, oh, okay. Like, things could be worse. Like, I'm in a good state. I'm, he- I'm healthy. I have family that loves me, friends that love me, dogs and cats that love me. I'm happy. So, nice little yeah. reminder. All right. Oh, I love so, that. We're going to go into our spooky stories that may not be so happy. So uh, let's turn it over to our beautiful co-host Lily Baldessari for some That's for our me. first spooky story encounter. All right, this one is called "Demon by My Bed." So this happened about a decade ago when I was 15 years old. My family lived in a house that was on the property of a very old house owned by one of the families that started the little town that I grew up in. The house was very haunted. Multiple paranormal experiences visiting that house. The last family that lived there in that house before it was torn down wouldn't even go upstairs. The whole family lived and slept in the downstairs part of the house. So I think the reason my family had so many paranormal experiences in the house is we lived in what was somehow tied to the evil of that place. To give you some more backstory pertaining to my own home, there was a ghost of this little girl that everyone in my family saw at separate times. My mom saw her at the foot of her bed one night. A friend of mine saw the little girl and thought she was my sister because they appeared to be the same size and age. My friend saw her pass by my open bedroom door. Then a couple minutes later, she saw my actual sister walk by from the same direction without ever having doubled back. Two of my mom's friends saw her in our house as well. On this one night, I had woken up at about 1 a.m., and could not get back to sleep. I had been up for at least an hour or two already watching TV. I rolled over on my back and stared at the ceiling for a few minutes, frustrated about not being able to sleep because I had to wake up for school the next morning. Also, my mattress was on the floor. When I rolled back over towards my TV, right there was the most terrifying thing I have ever seen in my life to this day. A very old woman was crouching by my bed. Mm. She had gray and withered skin, almost having an appearance of being underwater for some time. 
Her hair was white and very thin and wispy, slicked down to her scalp. Her eyes were gaping and round, hollow, and completely black. And the edges, uh, the edges looked like they had been clauterized. Her hands were uh, up in front of her like she was going to grab me. Her hands were gray as well. She had long, dark fingernails. However, the most unsettling part was that her mouth was all the way open in a horrible smile, and her tongue was twisted in a spiral in her mouth. She just kind of hissed at me, and it almost seemed like she thought it was funny that I was so scared. That face will forever be ingrained in my brain. I let out an almost breathless scream and backed quickly towards the wall behind me to get away from her. By the time my back touched the wall, she was gone. Something that's always bothered me was the fact that it was a small house, and my mom uh, has always been a notoriously light sleeper, yet she didn't wake up when I screamed. I stayed awake petrified for a couple of more hours and fell back asleep eventually. After the years have gone by and I have more knowledge about demons, I've come to the conclusion that I saw the true version of the little girl that was haunting us. Demons are liars, and what a better way to infiltrate someone's life than to pretend to be the ghost of an innocent little girl. Mm -hmm. I don't believe child ghosts are real, meaning I believe they are something far more malevolent just in disguise, as I don't believe God would ever let children roam the earth in misery or limbo. But this is 100% a true story I will never forget. Oof. That's, wow. I don't, but you know what? I don't know if I 100% believe that children ghosts can't roam the earth. Yeah, that that's one part of this that I don't necessarily think that I'm, like, 100% on board with. Mm-hmm. But, but everything I mean, else makes everything sense. Everything else. Like, it's a scary story nonetheless. And I do believe that, like, evil spirits like that do take the shape of different things that may seem more appealing to humans so that they can get more in touch with them and their emotions mm-hmm. um but yeah i think that child spirits could still linger the earth because if they died abruptly um they may not be ready to go to the other side because they don't really know what's going on um i just think there's so yeah. many other facts that go into that uh so yeah that's but that's a scary story to wake up to that as With if it's the gonna come get you. Curled up in a spiral and the and the hissing and everything. And feeling so helpless because as much as you scream, your mom doesn't even hear you. It's as if she's not That's even there. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it seems that it was only one experience, and hopefully that never happens again. I'd rather have one. Actually, no, I don't know. Would you rather have one terrifying experience or a lot of not so scary experiences? I'd probably rather have a ton of not-so-scary experiences because I do want to experience the paranormal. Like, I am very intrigued Mm -hmm. in that. Um, Because I feel like if it was one really bad traumatic uh, experience, I would not want to research the paranormal like I do today. And I love being able to read ghost stories and not be extremely horrified and, like, to be able to sleep well at night. Um, So, yeah, it would probably, for me, have to be a lot of small... Uh, paranormal experiences. What about you? Same. Uh, you know what? I'd probably pick the same one, but that's just because I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> okay. Not nearly as logical as your response. As long as, but okay, okay. So what if? Okay, would you rather have one traumatic experience where it's like a demon, and I mean, it's like a whole. I mean, it could practically be its own movie series or something okay. like that. Um. But it's just one experience, traumatic, blah, blah, blah. Or would you rather have every paranormal experience have to do with a bird? Oh, God. But the, but the experiences are small, but it always involves a bird. So every time you see a bird, you think a paranormal experience is about to happen. Oh, God. Is it a different type of bird every time? Or is it, like, always a pigeon or a sparrow? Any type of bird. Whatever's in the area. Um... <sighs> These are hard-hitting questions. That's a tough one. You know what? I would have to pick... Are you going to pick the birds? I think I'm going to pick the birds. You guys, this is huge. And I hate birds, and... 
I, I, I don't fuck with birds. I mean, I got into a car accident because, of, I mean, not a, it wasn't a real accident. I, I reversed into a stationary car. That's not really an accident. But the bird definitely but, had something to do with it. Yeah, I blamed it on the bird. And I told the insurance lady, I was like, yeah, a bird almost flew into my car and I was really shaken up because I'm terrified of them. I mean, my windows were down. It was charging at me. It was like a kamikaze bird. It was not good. <laughs> God, I, I can picture a bird charging at Lily, like just full speed, <laughs> full speed, just trying to nail her right in the head. Did I tell you the other day how a bird, like how Loki and I were walking and a bird literally just hit Loki? Like it swooped so low that it hit Loki in the head and kept going. Oh, yeah. And like Loki's just sitting there like, what the fuck? Like he just shook it off and he's like, what just happened? And he looked up <laughs> at me like, mom, were you not going to do anything about this? I'm like, I'm sorry. It's, it was just a low, it was just a low flying bird. I can't do anything about that. Yeah, no, I don't I don't do birds. No way. <laughs> All right. Done with the birds. I'm going to do one titled Looking for Answers. So, hi guys. I had some pretty freaky stuff happen to me as a teenager and somewhat in my low 20s. Pretty much I've come to terms with it either being a tulpa or a demon. My friends and family experienced this entity as well. It was a little girl, some heard a little boy as well. It all started around 05 or 06, or at least the serious stuff did. I had minor incidents before, but when I was in middle school, I was on AOL chat. You know, I'm old. <laughs> I made some shit up saying my drum set was playing by itself and stuff like that. About two days later, it actually did happen, and a couple of weeks later... I seen an apparition crying in my room. I was half asleep, uh, is what I rationalized to myself, and this was the only time I'd seen it like that. I had minor things happen before this, nothing on this magnitude. I chopped it up to a somewhat of a dream state. But after that, all my friends and family had experiences, except my dad, which he could not be open to and did not accept it. I and my friends have many experiences with this entity that are only fading with memory. In my early years, I thought it was a demon because it was malevolent, tricking us, singling us out. It would leave clues, mimic what we were doing, and overall give us bad energy. Plenty of stories of my friends or me waking up in a dark room, talking to a shadow, thinking it was one of us, but the shadow wouldn't respond. Shit I can't debunk. Shit that happened over years, not days or months. One time I heard what I think was a time loop. I was on a couch on the upper level or ground level. And I could hear someone walking up the stairs to the love seat I was sitting at, but I never heard them leave. But it was like it would restart, and I would hear the footsteps from the bottom of the stairs come up, stop right behind me, over and over for about an hour or so. Oh, God. That is, that's not only traumatizing, but fucking annoying, too. Be like, dude, just sit down. Um, anyway. Yeah, that would get on my nerves. <laughs> I just sat there watching my show, trying not to notice it. I was home alone for this one. My friends would hear footsteps sometimes. I would go to bed early. Others would hear voices that sometimes others would and sometimes not. At all random times. I remember we were going to swim in a lake near us and singled out one friend. He heard the voice as we were leaving the house, but no one else did. He practically pushed us out because we were all the front door at that point when he heard it. I think my main point is I have a couple of witnesses that seen it once, but after that only heard it. There are many other instances, but those are the best that I can remember that don't involve me. We all some, saw something, and that was in my house. And what was in my house was malevolent, but I have had other encounters that were not the same in different homes. That's all what happened in my teens. I'd like to get what happened in my. I'd like to get what happened in my twenties, but not much did after we moved to, from that house. If you'd like to hear, I'll share. But I feel like this post is long enough. There are still more of these that I could contact everyone involved to get their stories. But I just want answers to be honest. I've had very few paranormal things happen after that house, but there are few and far between. Like I said, I'd actually like to find an actual haunted place to investigate my passion for the paranormal but that seems somewhat difficult these days anyways if you've made it this far please just let me know what you think the end wow that's a lot of activity mm -hmm. yeah and it's just like a bunch of different activity too so i don't mm -hmm. i don't think this is just one spirit it seems like a whole crew of spirits at this house it definitely could be did 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 they say anything about the history of the house? No, absolutely nothing. Hmm. So I, I doubt this person knows. It would be interesting knows. if it was like, if it was like a funeral home or something beforehand, like the grounds right. of a funeral home. Like, there's this um, a couple towns over. There used to be this really spooky looking funeral home, like really scary, really run down, and they built houses 
and they knocked it down and built houses and my mom was like I could never live in those houses like they're definitely going to be haunted oh 1000 percent 1000 it could be something like that maybe it would make sense and but it seems like all these spirits could be from like different like they're they're different types of spirits there's residual ones where it seems to just be on a loop yeah, there's, with the footsteps and stuff. Yeah, there's a little girl spirit that, from what the previous story that you talked about, could possibly be demonic, but it just <laughs> pretends to be a child. And then you've got some. You've got another spirit that talks. It's intelligent. It tries to communicate with the people that are in the house. So it definitely just seems like a bunch of crazy shit going down. Yeah, and maybe much. this person that wrote the story is also sensitive, and the people that they're around are sensitive too. Mm-hmm. And they're like, their energy is drawing these spirits to them, perhaps. It could be. It could be that they're all acting up now because there's finally someone around who can sense them. Mm-hmm. You never know. You never know. All right, Lily, what's your next story? All right. This one is called, wait, is this the one I just did? Yeah. Okay. The Man in Black. Okay, so I want to begin by saying that I wasn't sure if I was going to tell this story, but I have a ghost that specifically is attached to me in my home. Preface on where I live. I live in an old house in Michigan, and this house was my grandparents before my parents bought it from them. My father has lived in this house for his entire life. My twin brothers and I, who are 19, a year older than me, have lived, in our, have lived our entire lives in this house as well. My grandparents bought a house right next door to us when my parents bought this house from them, and my great-grandmother lived across the street from us, where she also resided in her life. My grandmother told me that before any of us lived in our house that it belonged to an old man and his wife, and they owned a greenhouse that was where my grandparents' house was. Unfortunately, the old woman died in the house, and shortly after, the greenhouse caught on fire, and the owner, her husband, died in the fire, as well as a firefighter. After this, my grandparents bought the home. My grandparents have since passed on, both dying from cancer, right next door to our home, and my great-grandmother passed away about a month ago. But before they passed, as a little girl, I would always talk to—I would always talk about a man that lived in the corner of my room. He wears a black trench coat and has a black top hat on his head. Ding, of ding, course ding. he does. You can't see his face, but you can see the outline of his body. Mm-hmm. I've called him the man in black, but I have since named him Paco. I tried to name <laughs> him something less scary. <laughs> um, he never bothers me or had bothered me, but he does weird things. He likes to hide specific things in my room, sometimes my lighters or my hairbrush, and mostly my books. However... Every time I ask for him to please give it back, it shows up soon after. You can also hear him walking up and down the steps at night when I'm the only one up. You can hear him in my room as well, walking through the room almost like he's guarding. He messes with my lights, speaker and fan, and you can only turn these things on or off manually. Usually he will turn them off and I just take it as him becoming annoyed and I'll apologize but he does not like to be ignored. If I choose to ignore him when he makes something in my room move, I can feel his breath on the back of my neck and I'll feel like I'm being pinched and then wake up with a bruise. Sometimes I'll even wake up with a scratch on my face or on my arm that I couldn't have possibly given myself. I bite my nails so I cannot scratch myself. He also shuts my door to my room if I forget to and sometimes locks the door as well. I always have my room locked. He had also showed himself to my best friend, V. V lived with me for five months during the last year, so he grew accustomed to her and vice versa. Uh, He really does not like us playing with the Ouija board, though. (laughs) We tried to play a few times, and both times he scared us into leaving the board alone. He would make something fall and make a loud bang in my room, and we would both say goodbye and instantly shut the board. Okay, well, at least they're shutting the board correctly. Yeah. At one time, when I ignored him, he made my box of memories fall from the top shelf in my closet and then broke a glass of water on the floor of my bedroom. Not even five minutes after that, V found a large bruise on her leg 
that hadn't been there previously. Lastly, he made an appearance in a Polaroid I have of him. A friend of mine was staying over, and she is into the supernatural, so I think that brought him out. She's kind of that, she's, what? She's just that com loving and comforting kind of person and has the ability to make everyone feel welcome. However, I have Polaroid pictures hanging on string lights of all of my friends, and this friend of mine was just about to take a picture. When we did, the film didn't show up. Earlier, she and I were trying to contact Paco, and then I was telling her some stories about him. So I didn't think much of it, but my friend pointed out he might want to be hung on the string of lights with the rest of my friends. So I wrote his name on it and put him up there. I'm not sure if he's a ghost or a spirit of someone who died on the property or what, but let me know what you guys think. The end. Hmm. I mean, obviously the bruises are kind of like a red flag for me, but at yeah. least this this hat man Paco spirit um, is being keeping it real with this person and it's like stop fucking using a Ouija board like nothing good comes from a Ouija board like stop using it right <laughs> he's like that he's like that friends that we all need when we're drinking and like they're the responsible ones like no shut it down you don't want to be playing <laughs> no with a more. Ouija board <laughs> put the drink down and said put the Ouija board down um <laughs> But yeah, it just seems I don't I don't know why this the spirit seems so attached to this person. Right? It seems almost like they're kind of friends. They're soulmates. Oh. But I don't like the bruise part. The physical stuff I'm not a fan of, but everything else it doesn't seem like he's a bad spirit. No, not not at all. I mean, it seems like he might be a little mischievous, but it could be also that that's just him leaving his mark. But, yeah. I mean, it's obviously not okay or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. My next story is titled, I saw dolls in my house and then some creepy shit happened. I don't even care if you're going to believe, but I've got to share this. One day I woke up and when I was going to the bathroom, I saw a creepy ass doll on my mom's bed. I stood there for 10 seconds, and then when I blinked, that shit disappeared. <laughs> After two hours, I saw the same shit in the living room next to the TV. I was home alone, so this was no prank. And after that, I started getting ready for school. I had a knife in my room, and I took it and dropped it in the kitchen sink. Then I continued to get ready. When I was about to leave, I saw the same knife with the blade stabbed in my nightstand. At this point, I freaked the fuck out. I took the knife, put it back in its place, and went to take my backpack. When I took my backpack, the painting on my wall fell right next to me. I put it back quickly, and then I rushed the door. When I was locking the door, the knob moved like someone was trying to get out of the house. Any ideas of what I should do? Sorry for my bad English. This is my second language. The end. <laughs> Well, first of all, the English seemed fine. I, I I don't think you need to know much to know this is just a fucking haunted-ass, possessed doll that needs to be burned. <laughs> I, yeah, I would not... Okay, if, if there was a knife, like, thrown across my room or, like, thrown at me or whatever, I would not touch it. I would leave it there. Mm -mm. And then it was put... Like, it, it stabbed it in the nightstand? Yeah. No, nope. this, this sounds like some Chucky shit... Fuck this shit out. Very up. Chucky. Nick, no. Mm -mm. Nope. Fuck this shit all out. No thanks. And I, but I'm curious as to a yard sale. where did this dog come from? Was this like a family heirloom? Like, why is this just happening now? No matter what, there should, unless you have kids, you should not have dolls just laying out willy-nilly in your house. That I is think, a recipe for disaster. Oh, I'm a firm believer in that. thousand percent. You might as well just fucking put all Ouija boards and just put as fucking wallpaper in your house, to be honest <laughs> with you. And if you're an avid doll collector, fucking put that shit in a case because clearly those things run around and some of them may have spirits attached to them and no, no. They need their own Shenanigans room. will ensue if you collect dolls. It's just inevitable. That's how it goes. All right, Lily, what's your PSAs next story? PSAs with Lily and Rebecca. <laughs> the more you know. About haunted Okay. Dogs. My next story is called The Smiling Man. This story is an experience that my brother had, and I have his permission to post. A few years ago, my brother was having a sleepover at his friend's house with a couple other guys. 
It was summer, so they were all staying up late. Eventually, they all got to sleep around 12.30 a.m. At around 3 o'clock a.m., they all woke up besides one because he was talking in his sleep. They all laughed because he was talking about some girl he liked at the time. <laughs> they all stopped laughing when they saw his pair of legs come through the ceiling. They thought maybe it was their eyes playing tricks on them because they were tired and it was around 3 a.m. But then the entire man came through this an entire man came through the ceiling. My brother and his friends say the man was tall and skinny with a top hat, a tuxedo and a beard. And he looked like Abraham Lincoln. The only thing that was different was that the man had an inhuman smile on his face that was literally from ear to ear. And he was just staring at all of them. They walked into the hallway outside of the bedroom they were in, leaving the sleeping boy in the room, and the man followed them, all while he was smiling, that eerie smile, and staring at them with his big eyes. They got his friend's dog, and he just disappeared when he saw the dog. My brother and his friends say that this was definitely a paranormal experience. There's actually been other paranormal stories of the same man, so they're most likely right. Sorry that there isn't much detail in this story, but my brother and his friends were really young, and even now they aren't very good with details. <laughs> I've read through the comments that say it is fake. It isn't because there are many stories about this man, but everyone can believe what they want. Please no hate in the comments. What were some of the comments? Uh, the comments were fine. I didn't really see anything bad. I think one of them was like, did you try punching that guy in the face? <laughs> Because that always like, works, right? Yeah, right? And one of them was just... I, I don't know. I, I know that... I think that this is definitely another sign of the hat man. We're just going hat man crazy today. Today's theme, hat man. Yes. Hat man is... It's crazy how now, since we've done the quarantine spooky story special, I've been able to place a name to the experience that I had growing up that I never knew mm -hmm. other people had, and it's such a common phenomenon. Yeah, right? That must be comforting for you, though. 1,000%. Like, it's all, like, I mean, it sucks that people experience it in a negative light, because mine wasn't negative. Yeah. But it's just, it's weird. Like, it's, it's, it's weird that I actually have this validation in a, in a, in a, topic that I never thought I would get like a uh, validation from well surprise yeah shout out to just cool like things podcast for making that realization possible um, <laughs> and seriously like now I'm like learning so much about the hat man uh, more about doppelgangers which were something that I, I I knew about but never realized how many experience experiences there are of the doppelgangers yeah. black-eyed children uh, shadow people, skinwalkers, like so many, I'm learning about so many different cryptids oh, too. Oh, skinwalkers, yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. So, so much crazy what you can learn in 72 days. <laughs> okay. I can't believe it's been 72 days. I know, it's coming up on three quarters of a hundred. Woohoo! All right, let's see. I'm going to do this one called Childhood Stories. Preface, this may be a bit of rambling as it's 1.30 in the morning as I begin typing this post, so I apologize. I'm 21, <laughs> I'm 21, currently living back with my parents in a very large city in Kansas, near Kansas City, and I have many short stories about my random experiences in the apartment that I grew up in, as well as the house I used to live in with a roommate in rural northeastern Kansas, farmland and the such. So one additional note about the rural house that I lived in directly uh, is... Uh, is directly between two Native American reservations, Prairie Band, Potawatomi, and Kickapoo, with myself having ties to Apache and my roommate at the time having ties to Navajo. This is mostly for reading pleasure, so let's begin. The earliest instance of weird things happening that I can clearly remember is when I was around seven to eight years old. It was a holiday, either Christmas or Easter, and both of my brothers and I would share a bed on these holidays to keep us accountable so we didn't sneak off and get an early peek at what Santa or the Easter Bunny brought us. <laughs> this particular time, we were in my older brother's room, the furthest room back in the apartment. My little brother was closest to the wall, then my older brother between us and me by the door. It was likely around 11 p.m. or so, and I was obviously the only one awake. I felt a weight, not on top of me and not a feeling of doom or anything like that, but I physically felt what I can only explain as if somebody were to sit down on the mattress near my legs. I don't remember my exact thoughts as this happened, but I was scared. 
I laid there in fear for a few minutes before I got the courage to get up and leave the room. And from that point, that is all I remember. Sometimes even today, I still feel similar things in this apartment. Most recently, it felt lighter, as if a cat had jumped on the mattress next to me and was walking around. But, of course, seeing nothing, and with all the other strange events that I've been through, I don't care anymore. I let it happen and sometimes even vocally address whatever it is that is with me. Last year, while just living my life as normal, no matter where I was, I would occasionally hear a whistle. It was always the same whistle. Somebody was trying to get my attention, perhaps? It was always the same pitch, seemingly from the same distance, and I would always look around to find the source, though it only happened when I was alone. Alone as an outside, in the country, with nobody around, possibly for miles. This would happen at least six times a week, and lasted only for a few months. I haven't heard that whistle since December. In 2017, my Uncle Mike passed away in Mississippi. He was my dad's last living relative. We knew that his time was coming as he was losing himself to cancer, but when things started getting worse for him, the grandmother clock that we would have uh, would inexplicably stop. It's never done that in the past. The pendulum was always moving and the weights were always raised, but for some reason the pendulum would stop once in the morning and once in the evening. Not at the same times, but this happened every day for a week. When we got the call that Mike had finally passed, the first thing my dad, raised Catholic, but not practicing any religion, said was, I gotta check that fucking clock. And sure enough, <laughs> it wasn't moving. Once we got the clock ticking again after Mike's passing, we have since never had an issue with it stopping. Continuing with Mike as the only living family, we, are, we all drove down to Mississippi to take care of things after his passing. While out front of Mike's rundown shack, he always gave all his money to the community, I saw something that I had never seen before, a bald eagle in the wild, flying over Mike's house and directly over us, in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, on the Gulf Coast. Not exactly a place they're commonly seen. Mike practiced a strange religion and was known as a wizard. His name was Michael Blue Eagle. Hmm. Cool. Moving now to the rural house with my roommate. The first incident to occur there was the unusual paranormal activity, doors and cabinets opening and closing. But with both of us experiencing things throughout life, neither of us were really shocked and, it did, and didn't make a big deal out of it. Other random things went on here and there between plastic water bottles getting thrown and guitar strings randomly strumming, but nothing too crazy in our opinions. Then came those entities. As mentioned, we lived in an area full of native land and culture, and with both of us having native blood, we knew a thing or two about the Yinalushi. But we weren't the most well-versed with everything that you need to know about them, so if we needed help or wanted to have a conversation with them, I would invite my Kickapoo friends to join us. Even if one of my very white friends has had a couple of run-ins with them on the road and even at his house, but those are stories for another time. My own story of being near one is when I was driving home from work around 3 a.m. The drive is 30 miles, and I have driven it many times, and I knew every inch of that highway. It was business as usual, cruise control at 78, keeping it between the lines, empty highway with the occasional semi or county sheriff's deputy. There are signs saying that you are now ent entering native land. You know the ones, but that's where I saw it. I didn't look exactly at it, but I saw it enough to know. At this point of typing, I'm tearing up and getting chills from the memory. What I saw sitting on top of the sign was a very large set of wings, bigger than a hawk, bigger than an eagle, and I mean twice the size of a turkey vulture, which is a very large bird that we have in our area. It seemed almost human-sized. It was dark. Uh, it was I lost my place. It was dark with a wingspan of what I can only guess to be about five feet just perched on top of that thin metal road sign. It seemed impossible. I turned off my music, which is usually blasting just to enjoy the ride home, and I stared at the road. Empty thoughts, too scared to look in the mirror, and my eyes full of tears. My mind didn't tell me that I was scared, but my body did. I drove in silent fear all the way back home, and I ran inside. Outside of the house, we would hear unusual things. Bipedal footsteps coming from the tree line, random rustling and owls, fucking owls. Strange how the owls only made noise when we were discussing the entities. I no longer fuck with owls. <laughs> One of my Kickapoo friends gave me a chunk of obsidian to keep around in order to protect myself and the house. However, one day it disappeared. I only kept it at the house in the same place, and my roommate didn't even know where I kept it. He was at work that day, and I went in and worked a short shift, and I got home before he did, so it was impossible for him to be there when I discovered that it was gone. I searched the entire house up and down, and mind you, it was only a two-bedroom house, so there wasn't a lot of places it could be, and it was just gone. I still have no idea what happened to it. 
If you read this whole mess that is my thought process, I appreciate you being curious enough to go through it all, but this is where my post will conclude at this time. I moved back in with my parents in January, and I have not since experienced anything new. However, the entities that I encountered at my old house still bother me just to think about, and at times I get scared for no reason, and I get paranoid. If any natives read this, please give me any advice on what I can do to protect myself from them. Is it possible to just carry something around? I really want help with this. The end. Huh. I I find that very interesting, especially when it comes to possible connections to Native American, mm-hmm. uh, you know, history and spirits. Yeah. And my advice would just be to do your research, find someone that's a Native of that certain tribe that you're thinking these spirits derive from, and do some sort of spiritual cleansing of yourself. Because it seems Absolutely. like this person is also connect. Like, it seems like something's attached to this person because they're having so many experiences. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. That this person might not be necessarily as sensitive, but has some kind of connection to the paranormal. Yeah, and that weird bird thing that was on top of the road sign. Maybe mm-hmm. that could have been like an omen of some kind, warning yeah. them about something. So. I wonder. Mm-hmm. I wonder if anything happened after they posted this to kind of see what happened. Yeah, this was posted about eight hours ago. So, and this seems like it was like these are older experiences that they're, you know, remembering right now. And even as they're typing this, they have chills. They're freaked out. They're tearing up. And that's how that's how impactful these experiences were. So it definitely was a strong uh, spirit that probably has been around for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's any kind of folklore about the uh, winged being that they saw. Yeah, and especially with within those uh, tribes. Yeah, I don't know any of those tribes that well. That'd be interesting to do some research on. It would be fascinating. If any of you are part of Native American descent and have any input on this, email us at justcoolythingspodcast at gmail dot com. Have to plug it. Always. Always. Okay. My next story is called The Smiling Man. Oh, wait. No, I just read that one. (laughs) My next story is called The Woman in the Door. Right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Ever since I was younger, there's always been this sort of presence that followed me. When I was 13 in my old house, I used to hear the strange knocking sound. At first, I thought it was my neighbors playing a prank, but the room that would be beside my bedroom is their bathroom, and I'd hear this noise at all hours of the day, including when there was no one in the house. The knocking started getting louder, and then it came from under my bed. It always scared me, but I never saw anything in that house. I thought it might have been my imagination, until we moved to my current house six years ago. I have a sliding door, and anything, I leave it, and... Or Okay, that's supposed to say any time. Any time I leave it slightly ajar, I wake up in the middle of the night to this claw-like hand on my door, and sometimes I see her, this cloaked lady. She's terrifying, but she's never tried to harm me, although she has gotten closer over time, but whenever I would turn on my lamp, she would disappear. I haven't seen her lately. I always keep my door completely closed, but I started to test the waters a bit, and she's returned with her claw-like hand. I don't think either of my houses have been haunted. I think it's me. I hear footsteps upstairs when I'm home alone. Sometimes I even hear footsteps in my attic, although my mother has never heard anything. I'm glad she's never tried to hurt me, but I'm scared one day she will. I'm 21 now and always feel like sometimes she's watching me when I can't see her. Um, Just last night, my dog started growling at my open wardrobe and I was on my laptop in my dark room. Maybe my dog can see her as well. The end. Ooh. So there's not a lot of detail in this besides the detail of the claw-like hand. Mm-hmm. But this spooky, kooky, ooky old lady could be, you know, a spirit that's just connected to whoever wrote this. 
I don't like the knocking underneath the bed. Because what if you look underneath the bed? What would you see? Oh, that would send me, honestly, the knocking. If I hear knocking from under my bed tonight, I'm throwing my whole house away. And what would you, what would you do if you looked under the bed and then there's just one single hand, like, crawling towards your face and then, like, <gasps> attaches to your face? <laughs> no, thank you. I would literally need a new wardrobe because I would shit every single pair of pants I had. <laughs> every single one. I would put them on, shit in them, put a new pair of pants, shit in them. I mean, continuous shitting in my pants. Shitting right through my wardrobe. Sponsor us a clothing brand so I can shit through as many <laughs> clothes as I want and I don't have to pay for them. Okay, um, enough with shitting my pants. Uh, <laughs> next story is titled Possible Paranormal Experience. So before I begin, I want to make sure the people know that this is not a troll post. I've read and researched a lot about paranormal phenomena, and I have a lot of experiences myself. I'm not going to say that this happened to me 100% of the time, but it does happen on occasion, and I would like to talk about the most recent one that happened today and why it happened. So this was posted 10 hours ago, so super recent. About two weeks ago, I went to a summer Halloween party at a friend's house. Weird tradition we have, which sounds fucking awesome, actually. Um, I want to be your friend. It sounds awesome, but it's quarantine. Oh, true, true, true. Um, Next summer, uh, invite us. Uh, the, (laughs) The event was very large and had a lot of drunk people. At this party, the house got robbed. It se- okay, maybe don't invite me. Never mind. Um, it seems a few people were the robbers, but I'm not sure by who. Uh, I didn't hear anything about the robbers or people who were there that night. The party ended at like 11 p.m., and I decided to call it a night and leave. I was on my way to my car when I caught a glimpse of a dark figure walking down the street. It had a slight glow around it. I drove away as fast as possible, but I never came back. I've always had some paranormal experiences, and I've had a lot of them. The one thing that stands out most to me is that I get a feeling of fear when I am around my room, which is not a very common feeling. I have this feeling when I'm in my bed, my car, and the living room. I find it odd because I'm not afraid of anything. However, I am afraid of this one demon-type figure that I have seen walking down the street. Does anyone have any insight to this? Comments are appreciated. Thank you, and the end. Oh, boy. So, okay. So, this was a possibility that I was thinking of, and someone actually had commented this as well. Okay. So, the person said that they saw a glow around this person walking away in the street. Yeah. It could have possibly been a costume that, like, glowed around the edges or something. Okay, that's fair. Um, Yeah. But... Uh, if this is something that's happened more than once where he's seen this dark figure, maybe this is a spirit that's attached to him and need they need to do some sort of cleanse to get this. Mm-hmm. What seems to be a negative spirit, because every time they experience this, they get negative feelings, negative vibes mm-hmm. um, from it. So to alleviate that situation or to just knock it out completely, I would say just sage and go online and look at some prayers or... Uh, maybe just some sort of ritual that you can practice. And as long as you take all the appropriate steps to do it, um, maybe, maybe that's just what you need, like a good cleanse, cleanse the body. It could be that this person just needs a cleansing. Yeah. I think we all need our own cleansings, uh, but this person seems to uh, need it a lot, a lot more than some of us. They'll be first in line. Yeah. So uh, yeah, short, but creepy story. I'm still creeped out by the party getting robbed. Yeah. Maybe it's interesting that this person, this happened, and he didn't realize at the time that this was happening, that there was a robbery, but he saw this dark spirit. So maybe this dark spirit is actually, like, a messenger of some kind. Ooh, perhaps. Mayhaps. Mm-hmm. I just don't get why he's, like, always feeling negative vibes when he, when he knows this thing is there. I mean, it could be that he's kind of like an omen. Yeah, yeah. Or if, it, or if he comes after, like a, like a standing in the ruins kind of figure. That's just like, yeah, shit happens. Yeah, I don't know. There's just so many possibilities. So much room for activities. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> so much room for activities. Classic movie. Classic. It movie. really is. If you guys don't know what we're referring to, um. You gotta get on your quarantine movie uh, movie suggestions, stepbrothers. 
I'd be surprised if you guys never watched Step Brothers. It's a classic movie. It really is. It's on Netflix, too. And, like, who doesn't have Netflix? True. So check it out, guys. if you don't have Netflix, you use someone else's Netflix account. I know you. I hear you. Oh, there's... Oh, we all know that person. We all know (laughs) that person that uses either their ex's Netflix or someone's Netflix and just never logged off it that one time three years ago. (laughs) Exactly. All right. What's your last... uh, What's your Um, last story? This one is called My Uncle's Ghost Saying Goodbye. Hello, I'm new here, but I wanted to share the only time I believe I actually saw a ghost. I'm in my early 60s now, but this happened when I was four or five. My uncle, I'll call him Rob, had been killed suddenly in a car wreck 100 miles from where we lived in Gwinnett County, Georgia. I vaguely remember going to his funeral, but I vividly remember opening my eyes early one morning before daybreak and seeing a man standing beside my bed. As I realized what was going on, he disappeared from the waist up. I told my mom, his sister, and she told me it was just a dream. I definitely remember opening my eyes early in the morning for days afterwards to see if it would happen again. To be clear, this happened back at our house in Gwinnett County. Decades later, I was in my 30s. My dad revealed that while we were staying at his dad's house for the funeral, my parents' families lived close to each other. He got up during the night to get some water, use the restroom, not sure why. But when he approached the entrance to the living room, Rob was standing in it. Dad worked as a printer and he and Rob looked like a photo. And he said Rob looked like a photo negative. Just like my own experience, Rob looked at my dad and disappeared slowly from the bottom up. I wasn't afraid back then, just curious, and believe Rob was just trying to say goodbye. The end. Oh, that's a nice story. I always try to, I've been trying lately to kind of end on like a lighter note. Yeah, because we, we do definitely talk about some fucked up shit. Yeah, all the way. We definitely. 100%. Yeah. But um, that's nice. It's interesting that they said that he kind of, he, you said he comes in like a photo negative sort of appearance? Yeah. Huh. I've never really heard that theory before, like that concept. But we've talked about, you know, the lady in white. Why is she always in white? It could be because, yeah. Yeah, weird. Exactly. Okay. All right, I don't know. Okay, I don't think this ends on a light note, so sorry, guys. Um, But this is titled (laughs) Haunting Childhood Memory. So this experience has plagued my thought for years. I'm not even sure if it's supernatural, but I'm inspired to share my story. It happened when I was around nine years old. I was very sick with the flu. I had the usual fever, body aches, and fatigue, so obviously I was bedridden and almost most of the time to rest. Um, I remember I I would wake up throughout the day and sometimes get an intense feeling of being unsafe, like something was off-putting in my room. At one point, it felt so intense, I legit threw myself out of the bed and ran to my mom. She chalked it up to my imagination slash delirium, but to comfort me, she allowed me to stay in her bedroom with her. Eventually, I fell asleep. Now, to the rest of this experience will be told from both myself and my mother's perspective because I don't remember everything that happened that night. In her bedroom, she had a personal bathroom, which had a door, but it remained opened all the time. Throughout the night, my mom says she remembers me acting very bizarre. I would say things that she didn't understand. I would sit up in bed and stare into the bathroom. I would quickly cover my head with the covers like I was hiding from something. I would cry, whimper occasionally. I personally remember hiding under the covers, but that's all I remember, until I woke up screaming, Manufacture! repeatedly (laughs) okay live your truth um i don't remember what led up to me screaming that word specifically but i remember feeling completely helpless and saying that word was the only thing that could protect me my mother was trying to comfort me but i was hysterical and begged us to leave the room i even asked her to carry me because i was afraid to walk on the floor we went to the living room and i slept on the couch and i was fine the rest of the night For months after that night, I had a hard time sleeping alone. I prayed every night before bed and slept with a Bible under my pillow. To this day, I don't like dark open spaces, like a door being left open and the dark room being visible. I've always wondered if the word I was repeatedly really was manufacture or something really close to the actual word that my child brain tried to say slash comprehend. Other unrelated things has happened in my life that could be paranormal or just a trick of the mind. Actually, not long ago, my mother confessed she saw a shadow person walking in the house once, months after my incident occurred. And my mother is very skeptical of the paranormal. Can anyone make a connection through personal experience or other stories? The end. 
I want to know what the connection is to the word manufacture. Yeah, and it is an interesting point that this person brought up. Maybe it wasn't the word. Maybe this person didn't mean to say the word manufacture, but in their in their child brain, like you know, when you're learning words the first time, you don't really say it right, and you may mix up yeah. words. Maybe they thought it was the word manufacture, but if you look at maybe it was something else. Maybe it was manifest. <gasps> oh, Lily, that's a good one. Because why would he know that word manifest? Manufacture, I feel like, would be a more appropriate word than yeah. manifest. So, yeah, fucking weird. And I always think to myself, you know when people think, like, when you're sick and you're having these hallucinations, what mm-hmm. if it's actually you just getting closer to the other side and you're actually experiencing things through a film that, like, past a film that we can't see certain things because that's just how we are but once you get sick and you leave yourself vulnerable it opens you up to it like it peels a different Mm -hmm. layer off and you're seeing the reality of the world that's valid that could be mind blown blown (laughs) well on that note that concludes this episode of just ghoulie things the quarantine spooky story special episode 72 thank you boo thanks for listening and lily do you have anything to wrap up with for this episode uh yeah watch out for birds always always watch out for birds that should just be your conclusion (laughs) definitely well owls are birds right right i mean specifically (laughs) specifically owls because they have long fucking legs owls can run if they want to imagine an owl charging towards you think of this the fat knees though i don't know I don't know if they have knees. Because I don't think... they have legs. They might not have knees. Maybe that's why they don't run. Well, okay, wait. So, but they can run, right? They definitely... I think so. So think of it this way. The fact that an owl has the ability to run if they wanted to, they don't have to, but they have that ability, they have that secret superpower, is a horrifying no, thank you. concept. That's horrifying. terrifying. All right, guys. Uh... Enough about owls, and let's talk about social media. So, yay! Follow us on Instagram at Just Bully Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter, JGT Podcast. Facebook like page, Just Bully Things Podcast. Facebook private group, Just Bully Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon, Just Bully Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience you'd like to share in our show, feel free to email us at. Just fully thinks podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, Boo Thangs, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.